Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusef, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. What's up, guys? Let's talk about Barca, Rayo Vallecano, Xavi, and what we're going to do after that first game, use because we've had a few days to let things percolate, and I've noticed across all social media, there are a wide array of takes that are... Um, very, you know, energetic, right, and what they're saying, these people. And, and so I see on one side some who are pointing to the fact that, you know, we had 20-plus shots against Rio and how on, on most given days 20-plus shots is going to get you a goal and that we created enough opportunities that, you know, if our team was just a little bit better at finishing, Rafinha, Pedri had a few golden chances that we would have indeed won the game. And then on the other side, you see people who say that this this Rio game, the first game of the season, which, you know, like you and I will always try and do make sure people don't blow things out of proportion kind of take a more measured approach they'll say we're we're having the same issues we had last season against teams who play you know with 10 men behind the ball and who have a low block and that Xavi is not able to um, adapt and he can't figure out how to beat these teams and it's going to spell you know a whole season of issues against these bottom half teams and so here we are right and I think what we're going to walk through today is kind of the different areas that Xavi is going to have to figure out learn about in some situations possibly you know get a new player with some rumors that Dest might be leaving and TT and Braithwaite's contracts might be uh, you know basically canceled and then you know Alonzo might come there's there's a lot of rumors all around use and so let's start off with the first one which was pretty apparent to almost everyone who watched and it was kind of the shock uh, of the the Rio game which is that we started uh, Araujo as the right back and you know Yus and I almost every Barca fan are ginormous Ron, uh, Ronald Araujo fans right we love him he is kind of that lion defender um, you know we get butterflies seeing him kiss the badge and talk about how he wants to play for Barca for the rest of his career and he is a wonderful center back but in the game against Rio right we saw him put in that right back spot to give Christensen and Garcia the chance to uh, to, to solidify those two center back positions and there was something there left to be desired um, and, you know, it comes down to a few things, right? I think the number one trend that kind of ties into Araujo uh, and the issues we faced is that there was just too much positional rigidity in the game, and it didn't feel like a lot of players understood kind of where to position, right? And you look at Araujo, and he has done a good job in past Classicos, as we all know, shutting down Vinicius, right? Being that guy who can go against a really speedy winger who's going to provide a lot of threat. But going forward against a team, you know, with 10 men behind the ball, he just wasn't able to break through and create any sort of, of havoc. And I think the main thing, if we look at last season, we think about Dani Alves and kind of what Javi's, uh, you know, preferred role for those uh, fullbacks is, is that they're supposed to kind of invert, right? If you looked at Daniel Alves last season, he was that inverted fullback who kind of acted like a second pivot to help Busquets with the buildup. And, you know, when we didn't have Daniel Alves in the Europa League and, you know, Dest was out and hurt, that's kind of where we struggled most against Frankfurt. And so I want to get your take, use because, you know, there, there's a few different things here, right? One is, are we going to be able, if we're going to stick with Araujo at right back, to train him to be the player who's able to kind of come inside and help facilitate the ball forward and not just stick to the very wings when you already have Dembele on that right side on the, you know, the very right? Um and the other thing is, you know, will Kunde be the guy to replace him? Is it possible that all this bluster about Serginho Dest is fake and that, you know, with some more training, we can hope that Serginho Dest will reach kind of his pinnacle and his full potential? Uh, what are your thoughts about, about this right-back situation? Well, I think Araujo is a little more of a, an aggressive defender and, 
you know, in his uh, center back position, he likes to be snuffing players out. He likes to be uh, physical with players. But I think in the right back position, it doesn't allow him to do that. And so he feels very uncomfortable. He has to play a different style of football. And I think pushing the ball forward and getting it out to Dembele on that right wing or cutting the ball in the middle is just not a natural tendency of his. So I think he just feels a little bit, uh, I don't want to say confused, but maybe just not confident in the decisions he's supposed to make in that right back position. And as you were talking about the Danny Alves uh, playing an inverted position and cutting into the midfield and maybe drawing defenders in this Rio game, for example, a lot of the defenders were already man uh, already set up in their defense, uh, choking the midfield. And I think that, you know, he wasn't really adding an offensive um aspect to that game I you know again he is a defensive player he's thinking defensively like what can I do uh, in these situations but I just don't think he's accustomed to taking the ball forward and as we saw in that game we really relied on the wings um, I think Jordi Alba and Ronald Rajo struggled pushing the ball forward with uh, Rafinha and Dembele and creating a situation to open up that uh, final third of the pitch so that the defenders didn't crowd the box or they didn't uh, cover the width so much and I think those situations, he's just not 100% confident because he hasn't mm -hmm. been playing in that position for a long time to really uh, know what to do. And I think that is a, something that will take time to learn. Is that the player but, that I mm -hmm. think needs to sit there, learn that position? I don't really think so. He's not a right back. I do like him uh, being able to play in those games like against a fast uh, attackers on the wings, and that's fine and dandy, but... I don't that's think not, he's a that's player. not who we play against most of the time, yes. right? And that's yes, kind of the yes. issue we found is like, you know, we need Javi to be able to adapt against these teams because, you know, whether sure. you like it or not, this Rio team is very good, by the way, right? And coach very well to press. I mean, if you look at their positioning, like you were alluding They're to, disciplined. they did a really good job. They are super disciplined. Yeah. And they did a very good job of, you know, having, you know, one player at times being able to cover two, depending on where the ball is. And they did a good job of kind of choking out Pedri and Gabi from receiving the ball as well as Busquets. And so, you know, that is exactly what we're, we're referencing, right? Is that Araujo or the whoever the right back is needs to be able to go, you know, inside, kind of act as another midfielder and help facilitate the ball and break down you know draw a defender towards them make a pass that can push it forward because we saw a few opportunities there where, where when Pedri was able to receive a ball and dribble forward he was really able to create some havoc with Rafinha and getting the ball ahead and and like you alluded to as well we just we didn't really ever have the ability to get some long balls going from our defenders all the way to our wingers and so it just left us kind of frozen and there were some exciting moments because when you have Dembele and Rafinha on the team they're always going to have um, you know, some magical moments with their, their amazing dribbling. Sure. But what, what we're looking for is like, what is going to be the long-term right back solution? And I think you are getting uh, kind of around my point, which is that Ronald Araujo is a great center back and I'd much rather have him be a center back. And so, you sure. know, whether it's Serginho Desk getting favor of Xavi once again, or it's Koundé, who we know is, is very good at dribbling. I think he'll have a more comfortable time going inside and, and, you know, helping to break down defenses. One of the two solutions is probably preferred. And so I'm interested to see, you know, where Xavi goes. Uh, and then I think, you know, transitioning to our next point where we need to really 
have Javi figure out what to do here is it comes in the midfield, right? Use because the the revelation that I think we all saw in this game was that okay, uh, our midfield is kind of being choked out by the defense. Our fullbacks are not able to you know go inside and create any passing lanes or or any outlets to our wingers or or Lewandowski, and so we were kind of choked up making sideways passes a lot of times that weren't very um, effective. What Javi did in the second half, which does show some adaptation to him. Uh, uh, from him is that he put in Frankie de Jong who was able to get the ball low and then dribble it forward and kind of create lanes himself just by his dribbling right and um, there's something to be said there about the fact that we shouldn't rely on an individual player's brilliance to break through things right it's better if we have a structure and a team um, you know uh, positioning and uh, the team's drilled so that they know how to get the ball forward in those situations but in this case you know Frankie de Jong with his unique talents was able to do that and I think Frankie de Jong clearly showed why he's a very important player of the squad I'll keep my you know very fervent point that I think uh, Gavi is not ready to start every game and certainly in these games where teams are playing very defensively I'm not sure if he's the best uh, starter for us um, so so what did you think Yus? like how do you how do you kind of see Frank Young in this game and then see his importance to the midfield going forward? Well, first off, I want to say he was a man on a mission. You know, he saw the uh, situation we were in, you know, the first game of the season where 0-0, uh, we can't seem to score. He really seemed to put that effort in and took it upon himself to really push that, uh, push the ball forward and try to create something. And I really commend him for that because, listen, Frankie has been having so much going on around him recently and, you know, all, all the things in this, the media about him moving to Manchester United, yada, yada, yada. This guy came out and he performed what he was supposed to do. And I think, you know, he was a representation of uh, uh, coming out there and having a plan and trying to create something from that plan. And, you know, uh, being able to drop back, get the ball in that position, because there were some times where he was playing like a back three uh, center back si- situation to receive that ball and move it forward. Um, I really like that. And I think we do fall short of that with other players on in the midfield. Um dropping back to receive the ball and even carrying it forward, making some dribbles or creating space or forcing defenders to move out of the position. Because as we saw in this game, a lot of times the defenders were just man marking or they were, uh, uh, I guess, poised where they were supposed to be. And we didn't really force them to move out of position. Now, when Frankie Dion came in, he just injected immediate energy and was able to force players to react to the situation. And that's, that is the adaptation that we need our other players to really um, uh, embody in these games. And so just to really go into what you're talking about here and saying like, you know, what are we going to do about this midfield? How can we change it? Yeah, you know, like Gavi was an effective player in the final third of the pitch in which he would make runs into the box in situations uh, akin to that. But at the same time, there's no point in that final third progression with the midfield if we can't even get the ball from the back to the front. And I think that's where we fell short here is having that midfield really bolster the movement of the ball from the back to the front. And that, I think, is where we fall short here. And... Uh, Frankie de Jong had to take that upon himself and reflected that in that game. And it just really highlighted the fact of what we were missing in that game. So, I mean, he has to start over Gabi, right? Like this, I don't think there's a question here. I think what has to happen, right, is that we can't keep letting teams basically do the same tactic and and screwing us 
for the last few months, right? Which is that yeah. all they have to do is cut the passing lanes to the pivot to Busquets, and then you know essentially Mark Gavi and Pedri, and then you know our team doesn't really know how to get the ball forward, especially when it's Araujo uh, right back not cutting in, and then it's Alba who sure. had a, a very odd game. Um, I'm definitely a Jordi <laughs> Alba supporter, but it was not not his best game. I think we all know. But it makes and everything I predictable, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I- if what you're just saying right there, right, we, we all watch this game, you look at it and you go, okay, so the ball has to go to Busquets because Pedri and Gavi are marked. Um, there's no other passing lanes in this situation. The only thing we have is our wings with Alba and Araujo, and Araujo's not making any runs forward as well as uh, Jordi Alba, so the ball has to go to the wings. So their defensive structure is just okay, let's cover the midfield, make sure they don't have any passing lanes, the ball has to go wide, and then we cover them on the width. And then that was the name of the game. Yeah, let's. they did take, we, we did take 20 shots on goal, we couldn't score, um, but that is a reflection of, I think, of our offensive capabilities with Rafinha, Dembele, uh, Lewandowski, Pedri in that situation, and even Fati later in the second half. I think those players are just good enough to overcome, once the ball gets to that final third, to overcome the situation and be able to create chances. But the more we rely on that, that slim chance of them just creating something very minute in these small situations, I think we're going to struggle because Rio was able to counter us in a few situations and take advantage of our poor structure, some t- our poor defensive structure in which we left too many holes for them to uh, to execute. And that also goes to, n- it's not just the holes that are existing, it has to do with, in my opinion, some uh, positional awareness from some of our uh, center backs, from our uh, full backs, and even our midfield, you know, so... I think there is just too many things that um, are compounding, which makes Rio, even a very disciplined team, very easily uh, overtake our f- offensive capabilities here in this game. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you know what we're kind of covering is just how Xavi needs to adapt, right, against teams who sure. play a low block and then try and get us on the counter. And you know, it's it's a little bit. It's a little bit frustrating because Rafinha and Dembele have this great characteristic between the both of them that they can switch sides, which is something that was kind of like a, a shiny whistle we saw um, in the off in the preseason and we thought it was going to work really well. But I feel like part of, of their issue in this game, and I do think Dembele created a few opportunities, like I mentioned at the beginning sure. of the video, where, where Pedri and Rafinha had some very good shots on – shot uh, very good uh, – expected goals from shots they had and i think they had a chance to to put in at least one there between the two of them that dembele created but i think part of the issue too is that both of them are cutting inside a little bit too much right like Mm. they they, we have to learn how to play with robert lewandowski and it kind of reminds me a little bit of of you know lewandowski and messi right two of the greatest finishers of all time i think i feel confident saying that and it just didn't seem like we're getting a lot of opportunities for robert to uh kind of finish a play Right, and that's because mm-hmm. so many of the times what you see wi- with um, D- Rafinha and Dembele is that they're cutting into the middle, which then just allows you know Rio to kind of have their already congested uh, low block, and then just you know kind of pressure all of the players in the box and not not have any you know open players who are making runs. Right, that was the main issue, sure. and I feel like what we need to have is is Rafinha and Dembele need to be able to stay wide more often and get crosses into the box because Lewandowski. You know, I think he has a, a a great head. He's got a great legs, right? He's got a great ability to finish with almost all parts of his body, and we just haven't seen that yet. 
right? Like if you think back to, you know, the cliche, Classico 4-0, the Valencia game, right? The Atletico game, those games that we liked so much. What was the the one-two combo that worked out so often for us? It was Dembele bombing down the right side, getting across into Aubameyang, right? And he would head sure. the ball in or he would get a goal somehow. And we now have... Uh, a much better striker than Aubameyang, right? Someone who's more clinical in Robert Lewandowski. And so I need to see more of those opportunities, right? I don't need to always see Dembele and Rafinha kind of cutting into the middle, trying to find each other for a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to see Robert Lewandowski put in positions to put the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, I think that's that's what makes this kind of hard, right, ladies and gentlemen, sure. is that is that the game <laughs> it wasn't awful. It wasn't like it was the worst performance I'd ever seen from Barca or that I'm super upset. It's just that... There are some adjustments Xavi needs to make, and they are similar. Uh, we're facing similar defenses that kind of stifled us last season, and so people, uh, and I think this is reasonable, people want to see us make those adjustments you know, early on this season to show that we're not a one-dimensional team. right? If you think back to our sure. video with Jaleel, the purist, when we talked to him, I kind of had a question to him. I was saying, hey, Jaleel, like the f- end of last season when we kind of fell apart, do you blame that more on the injuries and the, the 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 depth issues we face, or was that more of Javi getting figured out? And I think, you know, we're all hoping that it's not Javi being figured out. Um, so then, why don't you transition this to the last point that we kind of have about Javi and in uh, training? Yeah. So, and I think you kind of touched on it in 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 a sense of. Uh, what does Javi need to do? What does he need to adjust? Like, what's going on here? Um, is he being figured out, right? And I think it sort of ties in here because at the end of the day, we kind of seen a trend in the Barca games of last season and this first game in which I still think, or I do think, there's some deficiencies in our training, which um, things like uh, we're holding the ball too long. You know, we, we do have points in which we have one touch passes and we know where the players are and we drive the ball forward but there's too many times where I I spot a pass that could have happened but we instead we hold the ball we wait we let their defense form creating that block that we're talking about and then we don't have any opportunities then we have a lack of leading passing I think a lot of times we used to see uh, Dembele in situations where you know the ball goes forward he has to sprint to it get it forward he's a one-on-one with a defender and then he's able to make some magic maybe even a cross as you mentioned earlier on that right touch line for example which we didn't really see in the Rio game a lot of times on the left side um there's a lack of press in my opinion and I think there was it, that was highlighted by the Frankie situation in which uh, there was times where he was able to play a lot more aggressive defense in their third of the the pitch and we were lacking that I think we we've mentioned this before we're very lackadaisical in situations where uh, we're not very alert um, and then I think we waste opportunities in terms of free kicks corners I a lot wow. of times I don't think do they're think very they structured what's that what do you think the issue is with our free kicks and corners? I just feel, or I don't just feel, but when I watch these games, it seems, one, that we go for goal way too often, and I don't think we d- have the players that can make those shots in our current squad. They're very young. One is that we're, they're not Lionel Messi, who is a god amongst men with free kicks, and as you saw against many teams, he's able to score them, but we d- we haven't seen that, right? And so why are we taking free kicks from you know uh, outside the box, well outside the box, to try to score when we, instead we should have a structured plan? We should have a drill that we've run a million times. Why aren't we seeing a drill that is run in this situation, at least an attempt 
to cause the defense to not know what's going on and then we you know take a a more a higher percentage shot on goal so i think we fail there um i would love to see more uh trick plays or drawn out plays something that just seems more structured in my opinion and then uh lastly i think our positional awareness there's a few times in this rio game in which i saw players just not know the man they're supposed to cover they don't know where they are there was a situation in which uh christensen uh, instead of following his man, he turns around to look where the ball is going, which is behind him, um, and then he loses position of his man. Then uh, Ronald Araujo is also looking at the ball, missing the position of the man behind him, and it ends up in a great high-opportunity chance for Rayo, but luckily Ter Stegen, I believe, saves that one. But we can't have two defenders, uh, one being someone that we rely highly upon, uh, Ronald Araujo, as like someone we regard highly, I should say, in his defensive capabilities, just totally being oblivious to the, the the attackers behind him. And same with Christensen, right? Like he, in this situation, he knew where the, the attacker was, but instead he draws his attention to the ball, not man marking and leaving opportunities holes in our, in the attack for Rayo. So I think all these things, all the are representations of, you know, some lacking uh, or lack of training you know, we need to really up our... We've heard rumors about this before, right? We've talked about how uh, the training is not intense enough. Well, we but see a lot Lewandowski uh -huh. recently came out and said that he's uh, been more tired than he thought. So I think I think some of it is changing. <laughs> okay. uh, and That's I think, good. you know, to kind of wrap it up, I, what, I, what part of what you're getting at and part of the issue with having one of these videos where you, you get too critical on the first game of the season is that a lot of these players sure. are learning, right? Araujo is not mm -hmm. playing in a position he's normally in, so he might his defensive awareness might not be as high as it should be. Christensen is his first time on the team. He's learning how to play with Eric Garcia and with Busquets and with you know the rest of the back sure. line. Rafinha's first game here, uh, Dembele's first time really at Barca playing with another really good winger on the end, Lewandowski, his first game. Um, so there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of learning to be done, right? And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting in the next few weeks to see whether Xavi is kind of confirming hi uh, the way he wants to play and that, that the changes we're recommending he doesn't take and he thinks that the, if the players are just more used to his instructions, things will go well. Or if Xavi adapts, right, and understands quickly that, uh, you know, maybe his plan is uh, needs to be improved on and he needs to make some adjustments in the way we're going against these teams like Ryo. Let me know in the comments what you guys <laughs> think. We're really excited. We got a big game coming up against La Real on Sunday. We will be here recording a video. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate all the support. Let us know in the comments your thoughts. Have a nice week.